Hello, everybody, and welcome to another review in our summer series. Uh, today, Jim and I, we are joined by Rowdy Ross. How are you doing, Rowdy Ross? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Are you ready for this event, this invasion pay-per-view? Ready? Are you ready for an invasion? Uh, that sounds mildly sexual, but I turn everything mildly sexual. So. <laughs> Um, so let me get, let me see if I remember this correctly. This is the one where did you did you give us the three? Remind me how we did this one again because now I, I, I should have looked at it before. I gave you the three choices of Invasion, SummerSlam 1992, and I'm blanking on the third one. I but. actually have it up. It's in your house, Canadian Stampede. Okay. Right, I remember that. Now, so here's I have a two part question for you. Okay. Number one, was there a reason for those three in particular, or was it random? And the follow up question was, were you hoping for one over the other? Um, the reason for SummerSlam is I had just watched the Road Warriors uh, Dark Side of the Ring, and they covered that. Uh, there was a, a match that the Road Warriors had at SummerSlam. So I the SummerSlam 92, the Wembley thing. I don't think I'd ever watched it all the way through since it aired. Sure. Like I've, I'm, I've seen the Bret Hart Bulldog match and like highlights and stuff, but I don't think I've watched it all the way through since it aired. So, you know, that was the option. Um, I tried to go different eras. So SummerSlam 92 would have been like the older, like post Hulk Hogan. Um then there was Canadian Stampede, which was kind of like at the cusp of the Attitude Era, just starting. Mm-hmm. And then the Invasion, which is pretty much the death of the Attitude Era. Um, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you remember? Did you remember the show? Do you? Very little. Very, very little. Uh, honestly, just the the ending. Like with the turn, yeah. with the turn, and that that was pretty much it. Yeah, some of the ten- matches, I forgot some of the even the WCW guys like uh, Jindrak, even though <laughs> wasn't he supposed to be uh, in Batista's spot or Orton's spot in Evolution? Yeah, uh, really but, weird. But I know I'm almost sure it was Batista's yeah. spot because why do I feel like I watched something that was like Randy Orton and Jindrak? were like actual buddies. Yes, and, yes, yes. And then, oh, then of course, Triple H, oh, God forbid, how can you guys laugh? When he was probably doing the same, he was in the freaking click. Yeah, that's true. What a hypocrite. Anyway, sorry, Triple H ran over. Um, he's not even on the show. <laughs> Which actually, you, you wonder where he would have been put during this because he was injured at this time. My guess, would, pro- be, my guess would have been Jericho's spot. That the, probably sounds right in the match, especially considering um, they were he was team with Austin when he blew out his quad. When did, when when was the quad? Like May? King of the ring. Okay. Um, so yeah, he might have he might have been in Jericho's spot, and Jericho might have wrestled Raven or something. I'm gonna warn people right now. I think this is gonna get into a very very. Heavily, so this is the one I was most interested in because of the fact that I 
have not really talked about the invasion in any specials. And, you know, when we did eliminate a Royal Rumble podcast, but this thing was started and over by the time one Royal Rumble to the other went. So there was no opportunity for us to talk about it. Now, the other cool thing I think for us three in particular is we actually remember the old WCW, Mm -hmm. like when it was actually around. And I think this is going to bring up a lot of good discussion on, you know, what, where did they drop the I mean, there's so many places they dropped the ball, let's be honest. Um, but yeah, Bill, did you remember this event at all? Or? Um, I remember getting the tape of it, because I didn't watch it when it happened, but I do remember getting the tape of the, of the show. And just how big and important this was. Because this was mm-hmm. like, the closest we would ever really get to a, uh, I mean, honestly, like the closest we'd get to a WWF WCW super show. Yes. Which is sad when you think of it that way, mm-hmm. that this is the closest we got to that. Um, I almost feel like we should take some time here to talk a little bit about the history and how we got to this event. I just feel like that's a, a whole story into itself, which is why I'm kind of expecting this one might go longer than what our previous um, reviews have gone. Because there's a lot to talk about. I mean, the fact that WCW really didn't get anyone from the, the buyout, I mean, the backstory there of, like, you know, they were living off of the Turner contracts of so that WWE didn't want to pay them out. Um because I think it would be more or something like that. Like, what was it? Like, I feel like someone I had heard, like, it was every, like, for $1, it would be $2 or something like that. To, something to like that. that. Yeah. Um, the guys would have had to give up, like, the full figure Turner contracts. And WWE would have bought for them, like, 50 cents on the dollar. So if your contract was for $500,000 a year, you're getting two fifty a year. Which is still decent money, but if you're options are work the WWF schedule doing in the house shows and all that stuff or and, and making half your money or sitting at home making the full 500,000 who wouldn't exactly unless like well I think Booker T is one of those well obviously everyone you know the the, the Helms the Kidman Booker T was probably the biggest uh, Booker T and DDP were probably the two biggest contracts and I guess they just wanted to keep wrestling yeah well, they, I, well I think they, Sorry, and then, well, then you get guys like, you know, Goldberg and Ric Flair and Sting. Well, in my opinion, I think both Booker T and DDP did it for two very different reasons. In Booker T's case, he was still pretty young. They just got, like, the world championship in WCW. So he's like, oh, if I don't make this jump, I'm probably going to be forgotten about and then I won't ever have a shot. So I think that's why he took it. And then DDP, I think it was more of an age thing because he knew – that more than likely his in-ring days are, are winding down at this point. I mean, hell, he, he started late. He was kind of, if I'm not mistaken, him and Batista are late starters when it comes to pro wrestling. Um, yeah, like mid-30s. Yeah. I even thought it was, I thought it was like the 40s, to be honest with you. Maybe I'm wrong. Could be wrong. Um, well, what do you remember about the lead-up to this, guys? Just because I want to talk about the lead-up. I need some help filling in some holes. I, I I know you were there. I was at King of the Ring 2001. Yeah. And um, my dad was kind of an impatient, 
prick from time to time. We actually left to beat traffic before the end of the main event. So I I didn't see it until later. So I wasn't there to experience the full majesty of Booker T firing the first shot. So there was that. Sure. All right. Well, I'm sorry to bring up such a bad memory. No, it's fine. Didn't mean it's to do it. fine. <laughs> so I guess here's my question to both of you. What would... We knew we know that um, you know they did the story with Shane McMahon. I own WCW now. Would you have gone right into it, or would you have waited? And if you would have waited, how long would you have waited for? I'm under the theory, to me, that once you announce it, you can just like do promos every once in a while, like commercials, and then kind of wait for a little bit. Maybe not, you know, two years worth, but. At least until maybe September or October. Well, they did kind of wait. I mean, the whole buyout was the end of March. They did WrestleMania, which I had heard. I don't know if it's ever been confirmed, but I heard at one point the WCW guys were supposed to be involved in the Mm -hmm. Vince versus Shane match. Which then, yeah, which then would have went right into we're jumping right into it. But again, all you would have had is your Hugh Morris, your Lance Storm. Because uh, I don't even think Booker T was in the skybox for that. No, because he didn't show up until King of the Ring. Yeah. That was his first appearance. Right. Um, so from the end of March till, what was it, the end of May, they started the the run-ins? Or maybe, no, June. June was King of the Ring. So, yeah, yeah they, but they did. That. I thought they did. They don't they did run-ins before that though? No. Like, didn't someone win the hard, the hardcore title? Mike yeah, Awesome. Mike awesome. Title. I think that was before King of the Ring. Like I thought Booker was the start of it. No, absolutely not. No, and that's the biggest one of the biggest problems. In fact, I can tell you, I'm almost sure the firing shot for this WWF versus WCW feud was from Lance fucking Storm, <laughs> which I don't have a problem with Lance Storm, but. He's not the person to kick off the WWF versus WCW feud. <laughs> am, I, am I right or am I wrong? No, the, and of the guys they got, the only two, and I think we said this on the phone the other day, the only two who should have been was Booker T and DDP. Like, they should have been one of the two guys to start and kind of lead the whole thing. I'm trying to look up when Mike Awesome won the hardcore title. Please, while you do that, Bill, why don't you tell us a little bit about, like, what would you, would you have waited? Would you have... How long, or were you happy with them just going into there with these lower card WCWs? I would have waited one more month because you had SummerSlam right around the corner, and SummerSlam is one of your biggest shows of the year. No, I but I mean, like when they first start. Oh, when they first we're talking started. About, like, okay, so Shane McMahon, I bought WCW. WrestleMania right. 17 happens. You would have started right from there, or you would have waited until SummerSlam in general. I probably would have waited until SummerSlam to start it. Okay. And then you could build it up, and then that could lead right to Survivor Series. <clears throat> which, which to be honest with you, could have been the inaugural. Like, because it's a five-on-five. Five. I said that could have been the inaugural brawl. Yeah. That's on this pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. I think one of the, weird, the, the weirdest things, I think at the time, 
this was one of the largest meaning invasion was one of the largest buy rates they had for a non like WrestleMania SummerSlam Survivor Series and Rumble. And it's just amazed me. Even with that, they still um, found a way to can, royally fuck that up. I can, I can look how many they had. Please. Russ, did you find the answer to your question? So, um, Lance Storm ran in on the 28th of May. Hugh right. Morris ran in on June 4th. And then Booker was King of the Ring June 24th. And Mike Awesome was the night after an MSG. Oh, okay. So, but, oh, okay. But, so it still stands on that Booker T was not, which I knew, but I wasn't sure which order everything went. Um, still a terrible order. <laughs> it, it, it is. Even, you know what? Even if you switch the order, it's not as, as good to be honest. Well, obviously, Booker T Any would be the one, but, you know, throw ah, a few more out of there. You know what? I almost feel like maybe in Diamond Dallas Page should have been the first instead of uh, like the instead of Booker T. Even though Booker T was the champion when they closed. What do you think, Ross? Um, run that question by me again because you were kind of breaking up. I don't know why that's happening. Okay. Me um, I was I was saying that the first. Let's say Landstorm didn't have the first. I think a lot of people probably would say Booker T should have it, but part of me thinks Diamond Dallas Page should have it. I'm okay. So with would you have started with Booker T or Page? But if you have to, either one. But if I have to pick Booker because he's the champion. Yeah, I know. I know that's the argument. I don't know. I just felt like Page was bigger overall. Mm-hmm. And I remember. I'm curious what you thought of this, Russ. I had a lot of hope. For when when Paige was revealed as the stalker, he took which I believe was the King of the Ring. Yeah, it was right around that time. No, I'm sorry. King of the Ring is when he said he wants to brawl. He revealed at some point before that. Um, yeah, I'd be scrolling through a whole Wikipedia page trying to find the DDP stuff. <laughs> All right. Well, while you do that, Bill, why don't you tell me? Like, did you have? Of hope as a as like someone that watched WCW when you saw Diamond Dallas Page because I sure as hell did. Oh God, yeah. I mean, he's he's the guy that's going, you know, like he's basically going after the Undertaker, and the, and right. the way he's doing it is through his wife. Well, that's see, that's where I think they went off the rail a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Because we already know that Diamond Dallas Page was married, and. I don't know. I guess I don't mean a harm to this woman, Sarah, but I think nine out of ten guys would choose Kimberly over Sarah. I know I would. I sure and, and that's no offense to Sarah. But if I had to pick, I would have gone. Which means it makes it harder for me to believe that Paige wants Sarah at all. And I think that kind of hurt the character as well. I, I have the buy rate for the show. What do we got? It was a 1.43. Okay, is that I don't know if that's good or not. That sounds really uh, good. Right? Well, well, let's take a look at WrestleMania from that year. Sure. Okay, that year's WrestleMania was a two point four. So, and then, like, what was Royal Rumble? Do we have a Royal uh, Rumble? Royal Rumble? Rumble was a one point three five. So this show did a better buy than the Royal Rumble that year. Hmm. 
Russ, do you have any DVP information for me? June 18th, he revealed himself as the stalker, and he and The Undertaker had a brawl at the King of the Ring, which I don't remember DDP being there. But You know, you know why, though, Russ? Because it, it was so weird. It, it was a match, but it wasn't. They were like, The Undertaker and DDP are going to fight. So you immediately think it's a match, but all it was was them just kind of brawling around. Mm-hmm. It was VP calling him out, so it was a match, but not really. So I guess I understand why you wouldn't remember because there was no ding, 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 and there was no actual winner because it was never a match. Mm-hmm. The, the, honestly, that whole summer with the whole invasion is really a, the whole thing was a blur to me. So watching the pay per view back was almost like watching it fresh. Mm-hmm. Hi, Bill. Do you have anything else to add before? Before we get into the event here, um, you know, I was actually looking something up for this show. I thought I'm just checking something. Okay, no, never mind. I, I thought it had won an award, but it didn't. So the show won an award. Well, you well, you know, like the Observer newsletter, you know. Uh, like oh, like best pay per view. Okay, right. This did get uh, an honorable oh. mention. We should. Talk about what did you guys think about the ECW aspect into things? Because obviously that plays a big part into all this. All right. That's where I think they messed up for me. Okay. And, I, and I'll tell you okay. why. Bringing ECW into the mix was actually a good idea because now right. you have all three brands at war. The mistake was having them together. That was the mistake. Yeah. And that, and quickly, too. Like, you, if they had, like, done it where it was WWF, WCW, ECW for Invasion, you would have had some of the, I'm not saying, like, the diehard fans of ECW, but you would have had some of the ECW fans would have watched that show. Sure. Maybe along the way they form an alliance, but not the night that they come back and they get a huge pop and it's Dreamer's debut, Van Damme's debut. That's mm-hmm. where they botched ECW on this one. I just had a thought. Where the hell was Tommy Dreamer during this pay-per-view? <laughs> you know what? That's weird because I just thought the same thing, too. Like, I mean, I'm, he's Mr. ECW. I, that's a great question. Right, and I'm going through it in my head, talking about the night that ECW was introduced to it. And you had the Dudleys and Ryan, like all the ECW guys mm-hmm. come out to help. And then they, well, I'm thinking of the promo package. Tommy Dreamer was right there. He was never part of the invasion. Like he was, he was the, the fodder. Like I think he came in later. So he would like take, he took stunners from Austin and everything, but he was, he wasn't put in any matches. He probably would have had a better match with Regal than Raven did. I didn't like that match. We'll get there. Sure. Um, he is, you know, we talk about WCW's star power, um, as far as outside ECW star power, all they got was Rob Van Dam and Tommy Dreamer and they completely blew off Tommy Dreamer for this Mm -hmm. pay-per-view and Dudley boys have been in WF for like two years at this point. Raven, same, like Rhino. Yeah. And I've, and was this wasn't even a note I had. I just literally thought of this right now. Where the hell was Tommy Dreamer? It's a great question. Yeah, do, do we have, do we have any word on maybe Tommy Dreamer was a dark match? 
The pre-show? No, he's not on the pre-show. Was there a pre-show match? Yes, there was. Well, uh, can you tell me what it is? It, it, it was a Sunday Night Heat match. Chavo Guerrero defeated Scotty Tuhati. Boy, that's the invasion written all over it. And, and you got to remember that for the end score later on, folks. Oh, God, yeah, we're going to get into that. <laughs> what? Oh, the, uh, yeah, I got gotcha. you. Uh, what about, the, and then I guess this is the, really the last thing I can think of that we talk about before this event is what about I need the real Stone Cold? <laughs> Where are you, Austin? <laughs> Give me a stutter. And, and then that, like the Raw before they roll in, Freddie Blassie is like, all right. It's time to fight. Stand up. Stand up. <laughs> fight. And of course, that's the that was a you know what for all the bad things that the invasion storyline did, that was probably one of the better things. The Austin coming back and being the hell out of all the alliance leading into this. That whole like last thirty minutes of Raw was actually really good. Russ, do you remember any of this? Well, just the clips of it and the blasty stuff. Uh, didn't they end the night with like Stephanie and Shane wheeling Blassie out of the building and like, basically telling him, "Oh, you're gonna die soon"? Yeah, or something? Just, <laughs> hope you die soon. <laughs> just like the WWF. They, I, think that's, I think that they said something like that, like you're gonna die like soon. The WWF will. They got yeah. their wish. He died two years later. Oh God. <laughs> Um, Russ, what is it? So, but you, do you, rem- you do remember the Stone Cold stuff, right? Just- oh yeah. He comes, he, he, uh, he comes in his, in his like pickup. Cause wasn't he at the bar that night? Yes. Yeah. That he comes in bar. his, yeah. He beats people with a tire iron. <laughs> um, I think, did they do the Sean Stasiak, like goof off and like miss his spot or something? Not, Not yet. Okay. It's soon. I, I do know that. Yeah, and uh, he just beats the shit out of everyone, um, and just everyone's catching stunners. Though if that were to happen now, like everyone in a brawl is catching Superman punches, people would just hate Roman Reigns worse <laughs> than they do now. Right. Uh, this event was held in Cleveland, Ohio. Apparently, the same building that Shane that where they were broadcasting when Shane bought WCW. Right. So, I mean, I'm glad they kept with that theme at least. All right. Let's Probably get into it. Probably wasn't intentional. You don't think it was? I kind of think it was. I don't okay. know why. I don't have any proof of that. I'm just saying for some reason I think it was. All right, we start off the show. We have pictures of WWF New York for those that remember that. I miss that place. <laughs> And we have our first match, Lance Storm and Mike Awesome versus Edge and Christian. Um, I saw a sign that said, I heart Trisha. Trisha? Yes. Trisha? T-R-I-C-I-A. Huh. Interesting. Now, my question is, number one, do you think, well, not number one, because that's one question. Do you think that it is, that that person with that sign is talking to someone very personal, like in their life that's named Trisha, or do you think that they think that's the correct name of Trish Stratus? Yeah, maybe they're trying to sound like a smart fan and say that's her real name is Trisha. Right. Now the question is, is it? Because I have no idea. Is Trish Stratus her name? Really is Trish her name? Her name is Patricia. 
Stratus. So, okay, I can see someone calling up Patricia or just Trisha. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. All right. What do you guys have for this match? Uh, best way to start off a show hot to get the crowd going is a Landstorm promo. <laughs> <laughs> it's a true invasion. <laughs> yes. Um, you know what? I enjoyed this match. Um, it, it's weird to say it after like a couple of reviews. You're like, oh, there's going to be one where you don't like the opening match. This was another good opening match that we've, you know, seen, Jim. Um, mm-hmm. I agree. And, and when I, you know, like, I, I was thinking back to when I, like, reviewed on my podcast, like, each of the pay-per-views during the Invasion angle, uh, with the exception of the British show, Lance Storm was sort of an unsung MVP for me, because he was, like, in the opening match four pay-per-views <laughs> in a row, and each match was a good match, so... Well, they, ha- they have to establish, look, this is the guy that... that... Shot the first shots. Right. So let's have him open up every pay per view now. <laughs> but no, this was a this was a good tag match. This it's actually one of those matches where it's like, oh well, maybe Storm and Awesome could win this match. Unlike a couple matches that we'll have where it's like, oh, there's no way this guy's gonna win. So. Right. Ross, what did you guys um, have for this? I you know I liked the match, but it seemed like at some points they weren't gelling too well, uh, especially Mike Awesome with the other smaller guys because I know he usually is like the big guy, and he probably wished Masato Tanaka was in there somewhere. <laughs> um, I and literally just as as Bill was speaking, why not have it Lance Storm and Just Incredible? Because like the one, Just Incredible wasn't doing shit, and he would he probably would have left his job at target or wherever the hell he was working <laughs> to, um, to come join the invasion. I don't think he ever did or wait, wasn't he an X factor? I was just going to say he's in fact X factor. Absolutely. Jesus. <laughs> I got everything I ever wanted. Right. I'll never give that. And I got back. to hear that song again. So. Yes. I still love it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I was just thinking like, Lance Storm and Justin Credible versus Edge and Christian would have been a great match. Mike Awesome seemed a little rough around the edges, which I know he's not green, so I think it was just a style thing. And not to mention Christian busting his ass over the top rope. Mm-hmm. But they recovered nice enough. Um, I'm glad Joey Styles wasn't calling the match because he oh, would have just been calling death threats to Mike <laughs> Awesome the whole time. <laughs> We've made two death threat references in like under a, a half hour on the show already. <laughs> Good job, Russ. Well, well, the first one was Blasty. That was a storyline. The second yes, one sure. is real. So, <laughs> I think. By the way, I th- this is going to sound really stupid because it is stupid. I think the reason they didn't do Landstorm and and Justin Incredible and did Landstorm and Mike Awesome because technically. I think Mike Awesome, even though he definitely was more well-known in ECW, was a WCW guy. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's unfortunate. And so I think Lance Storm was, too. I think they considered him yeah, WCW guy. Yes. Um, Which, question for both of you. Sure. Are you mad that Mike Awesome didn't retain his That 70s Guy gimmick? <laughs> yes, I'm very upset by it. Here, I think that would be really interesting in, in WWF. 2001. 
Or what that, about what about teaming him with Val Venus, Mike Awesome as the fat chick thriller? Yes. Well, Val isn't even here at this point. I don't think. No, it was before. Um, an overall point saying that just fat, going through the whole thing, no one that they brought over from WSW besides Booker T and DDP, and that's even wonky. No one really had a gimmick. No, you're right. You're right. I agree. I mean, Billy Kidman at least has a little personality, but that's besides. Mm-hmm. That's that's not a gimmick. And that was only because they were quote unquote losing, which we'll get to. Yes. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I, Mike Awesome was kind of ahead of his time with how big he was and how how much he could fly. And w- one name, one current name that came to mind watching Mike Awesome, I'm gonna mispronounce it. It's an NXT guy, Dominic Dijakovic. Actually, he's kind of remind reminds me of Mike Awesome a little. Hmm. I don't think I've seen too much of that guy, so I can't vouch for that. Um, if you've seen anything from him, it's probably him versus Keith Lee because they've wrestled about fifteen times. <laughs> All right, I know Keith Lee at least. Um, Edge and Christian win. What did you guys think of the match? I guess I agree with Bill. I was I I thought it was pretty good actually. It was a good match, and just saying, there was a couple couple things that, unfortunately, I watch and look awkward. Um, watching the, when they show the replay of Christian's final spear, uh, which was blatantly cheating because Edge, I guess Edge was the legal man. He made the pin and counted the pin. After Christian hits the spear, Kyoto, Chioda, whatever. Looks down and it's like, eh, whatever. Then he goes and counts the pin. He's a WWF guy, so it's like, eh, fuck it. I'll take it. All right, and then after this, we have McMahon and Regal celebrate Edge and Christian's win, which leads us into the referee's match. Earl Hebner versus Nick Patrick with a guest referee, Mick Foley, who, oh my God, it's so clear that this company had no idea what to do with this man, mm-hmm. meeting Mick Foley. You mean um, t- tonight or every second of every day since his retirement? You know what, Russ? That's actually a great point. <laughs> very, very few times. They, the only thing they could think of where they know that they're doing something with him is like him versus Randy Orton. Oh, yeah, that, that would is. come after this. Yeah. Him versus Edge. That's true. That's, I guess, less yeah. than a year. Um, I mean, that's it, really. <laughs> like, I agree with Ross for the most part. Well, the commissioner stuff was good, too. But... Yeah, but that was before this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My timelines are all fucked up. Um, the Mick Foley I... timeline's all fucked up, apparently. Yes. Um, I, I think I said this to you on the phone. I wish the match was Charles Robinson versus Earl Hebner, because <laughs> at least Charles Robinson can just be Ric Flair and just work that. <laughs> The whole time. I agree. That would have been really good. Uh, I didn't care about this match. I kind of don't even know other than it's invasion. It's supposed to be WWF versus the Alliance. I'm not really that sure why this is here. A little bit of trivia. Please. One of the WCW referees, he is the referee with the terrible haircut of the shaved head and terribly bleached top of the head. Um, that was Earl Hepner's son, Brian, on the WCW side, wound up stomping the shit out of his father in the middle of the match. 
I don't know. I could. I looked it up. I couldn't find anything that he worked for WCW. So I'm wondering if like they just threw him on there, made him a ref, and put him on the WCW crew because then he becomes like the main referee of SmackDown when that split starts. That's crazy. So even so, they couldn't even get the referees right with this invasion. Yeah, I don't know that Brian Hefner <laughs> was ever a referee prior to the invasion and they just like maybe he had the training but i don't think he was ever on tv anywhere mm-hmm. that might be the most eye-opening thing i've learned so far in this episode that not only could they not get the whole invasion right they couldn't even get the referee parts right wow. right they, they didn't even get randy anderson wow. wasn't he sick by that point he or, might no that's been. not is oh, unless he was sick I, that's another that's brian Hindle, brian hildebrand he was for sure sick but yeah but yeah i thought randy anderson was going through some stuff too oh crap maybe oh, i'm wrong yeah. i don't know you could be wrong um hebner wins again not much to say and then one of the announcers says the wwf is rolling and i was like it's weird because it's two matches it does well that too but also it doesn't feel like there are any stakes yeah, that was your that was your recurring conversation we had over the phone. And there weren't. No. It's not it's not like oh, if WCW wins the final tally, Shane and Stephanie were even gonna like take over the comp like that wasn't ever even said. Well here's an idea, Russell, about this one. How about the winner of the referee match gets to pick who's gonna referee the main event? That'd have been fair. That would have given this a lot more stakes. Yeah. Bill, what did you think? Um. Yeah, this this didn't need to be on here. They could have tried to get along. That could have been the heat match. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I well, found out with Randy Anderson, he would pass away in May 2002. He was battling mm. testicular cancer. Mm. So, yeah, he wouldn't have. He wouldn't have been any good for this. So. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> yes, you are. All right. So then we get a Tough Enough promo. I miss Tough Enough. I do, too. Uh, yeah. Like the MTV version, yeah. not the not the USA version that, you know. Is it, I've never seen the USA version. So what, it wasn't terrible. Is there terri- a difference? It, it still terri- they live in a house? Um, yeah, but it flipped between footage in the house and footage in the performance center. Mm. And then there's a panel of judges, which was Paige, Daniel Bryan and Hulk Hogan. And then Hulk Hogan oh, said God. his Hulk Hogan st- said his stupid shit. And oh, brother, they, brother. I don't remember who they swapped him out for. I want to say Kurt Angle, but I might be wrong. No. Why did they, why they swap him out? Cause it, cause of the whole controversy of like the, the tapes and oh, wow, he, that happened while it was still, like, yeah, the show was actually so. happening? Yeah. Holy shit. Who did they swap him out for? It wasn't Kurt Angle, because Kurt Angle's comeback was the Hall of Fame. Wasn't it Miz? Oh, yeah, it was Miz. And wow, he, what a downgrade. Hulk Hogan to yeah, Miz. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and, and Miz was much tougher on the people to, like, kind of, I guess, kind of motivate them. Well, I get why. Cause, I mean, he was the one that was fighting to on the reality TV show to just try to get a contract. So I can understand that one, but... Right. Wow, like Hulk Hogan to Miz. How do you even? I remember. I remember. Um, none of them really liked Patrick, no. the Latino 
Velveteen Dream because he had already been training and kind of acted better than everyone. And they also didn't like that the, the, the girl that won the competition. I can't think that? of her name. Uh, I don't know, but she wound up getting pregnant from one Wesley of... Wesley Blake. Yeah, Wesley Blake. Oh, let me look up... Oh, her name yeah. is on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, Sarah, I, that's it. Yeah. Did, didn't they all want Mandy Rose to win? Yes. For some reason, she didn't. That's all right. They still signed her in typical yeah. reality TV show fashion. Doesn't matter if you win, you still might win. But they never signed ZZ. God damn it. Poor ZZ. I don't know who ZZ is. But oh, okay. he's, al- he's an alligator wrestler. I don't, <gasps> he sounds like he'd be fun. They could have They could have had him in the, the, the Street Profits uh, Viking Raiders stuff. Is, wait, hold on. Is, is ZZ doing anything now? I have no idea. But we're no. really off track. I mean, not really, because they did a Tough Enough promo. That's true. <laughs> Let's dedicate a half hour to Tough Enough just because they did a promo. <laughs> And you, you did mention Sarah, right? Wasn't yeah. that a name? That's, that's, there's, there's, a a Debra, there's a Deborah Sarah talk for whatever reason. Yeah, and she, she actually called The Undertaker Mark. Oh, God. She's, she's a trendsetter. She is a trendsetter. Can we do that more? Well, I think ZZ's Instagram account. Oh, my God. Follow uh, us. He's, he's working on his meat grinder. <laughs> is that a euphemism? No, no. Like, actual meat. I got a new Cabela's meat grinder. It's called Carnivore 45, and it puts down some meat in capital letters. Good for pounds of homemade seasoned gator sausage. Mm. Team him with Otis. This puts my grilled cheese maker that I got to shame. (laughs) Um, Why do I follow ZZ now after reading that? Deborah and Sarah talk about some stuff, and then we have our next match. It's O'Hare and Palumbo versus the APA. And my note on here says yawn. Yeah. The, APA um, wins. That's my notes. So, go I, what do you guys think? so were you following WCW until the very end? Yes and no. Like Who I did they you got, Who did they win the WCW tag belts from? Oh my gosh. Oh, that's a, probably well, chronic. My point with Oh Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. My point with that is they might have been the worst, blandest possible tag team to represent the, the WCW tag belts. Can I give you one more? I think that whole group was bland except for Mike Sanders. Above average. They, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, what was the – okay. so Natural Born Thrillers. Okay. All so right. it was those, those two, Mike Sanders and that's um, it? No, no, hold on. It was – O'Hare, Palumbo, Stasiak. Who the hell's the fourth one? There's a fourth one. Palumbo, O'Hare. Would it have been Jindrak? Yes. Jindrak, yep. Yes. That's the fourth one. And, yeah, because wasn't, wasn't it Jindrak and O'Hare? Wasn't that like... That was the original team. Yeah. I remember I remember that team. That was a good tag team. Palumbo I always thought sucked because he always like... He, 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 like, plotted around the ring. Like, Billy and Chuck, Billy was athletic as hell. Palumbo just seemed slower and clumsier. Mm-hmm. Then they gave him the biker gimmick. Oh, God. Okay, Palumbo and O'Hare defeated Kevin Nash and DDP. Oh, the Insiders. Yes. <laughs> That's how memorable it is. Uh, yeah, I remembered it right off the bat. <laughs> Jesus. But, yeah, my point was... 
they're they were the worst possible tag team to represent the WCW tag team belts in the first cross promotional pay per view. Yeah, I, I mean, do you think it? Is, I'd have rather APA just murder the cruiserweight tag team champions. <laughs> is Chronic even here now that I'm thinking about it? Chronic eventually had a match with Undertaker and Kane that was so bad. Chronic was released. Oh, it was. Yeah, but my question bad. is, was, was he? Was he? Were, but were they there now? Because then, I kind of agree with Ross and say, why not put Chronic in that position? No, not not on TV. No. For invasion, they're not around for that. Nope. They hadn't been brought in yet. Okay, that's fair. What yes. was this? What was the? What brought Chronic in? Were they just recruited during the like after like after this pay per view? Were they just recruited and brought in? Like, hey, we also have these guys. Probably, if I were to guess, probably, but I don't really know. All I yeah. remember was Stephen Richards was involved in it. That's all I remember. What? Yeah. How? How? Because he was like their manager. But he was ECW. Talk to oh, them, God. not me. Oh, my God. I wish I could interview someone, like one of the writers that were writing about Invasion. I have a lot of questions. Well, um, <laughs> they just released uh, the guy that played Big Dick Johnson. Maybe he was there at the time. Try and get him on. All right. I'll tell, and I, like, exclusively, I want to talk to you about Invasion. I don't care <laughs> about the rest of your life. I just I want to hear about I don't invasion. care about the gimmick where you're in a bathing suit rubbing oil on yourself. We need to have a discussion about this invasion angle. Leave that oil gimmick to Otis. Oh, I can't wait to share the sign that I have with you after this match. It was great. Um, but Bill, what, Bill and Russ, what do you guys have anything to add on this APA? This was a bad match. My only note was how bland uh, Palumbo and O'Hare are. Mm-hmm. And O'Hare wasn't he the one? Because I'm I'm off shooting here. Uh, Sean O'Hare was wasn't he gonna have that like? prophetic like preacher uh, not preacher that's yeah they were gonna team with piper and they were gonna like i'm not telling you things you didn't already know or some mm-hmm. shit like Absolutely, that yes and they that... did like a bunch of promos for it i don't think they ever 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 put it on tv or live i mean right i mean but and also it was like i want to say at least two or three years after this yeah it wasn't during this invasion for sure um didn't he die yeah Jesus Christ. Do you want to keep a death count, Russ, of how many people are dead in this pay-per-view? <laughs> oh, shit. If I went back and did that. Um, now, since The Undertaker left the American Badass and became the dead man again, do I count him? Mm. Yeah, I would say yes. Okay, okay good. Because he's okay. dead again. Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, yeah, all, I didn't have anything else for this match. What about you, Bill? Anything else before I give you this great sign? No, I... Got nothing. All right. There was a sign in the crowd that said, Celine Dion, the concert. What? I don't. (laughs) It said Celine Dion. And then like, um, you know, the thing that's, I can't think of the name of the symbol. And then it said the concert. (laughs) And all I could think of this was like, the Titanic song. (laughs) What the fuck? Anything except that song, A New Day is Done. Anything except that. I'm now I'm thinking of the uh, Celine Dion show bit from SNL. Hello, I am Celine Dion, and I am the best singer in the world. But why? Like, okay, so you're at a wrestling event. There's, it's not like Celine Dion was part of wrestling <laughs> at all. You don't know Why that. is it the concert? I do know that. <laughs> 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 
Well, yeah, it was another. It was a Canadian singers invasion. That would um, be great. That would you be remember, so much better. And like Alanis Morissette, yes. Celine Dion. Yes. Um, and then Alanis Morissette was goes on the microphone, goes, "You ought to know." <laughs> Drops and, it. And she does it naked too. Well, wow. that's not uninvited, uninvited song. That's fine too. Um, but her hair covers her up. Yes. So. But you remember in the Attitude Era, uh, people had signs for everything. They, they would pro- they would promote their website, promote their like AOL chat room because that well, was a thing. Why is someone promoting Celine Dion the concert? I don't know. Maybe she has a very big contingent of fans in Cleveland, Ohio. But it's all come back to Please, me now. No. You, you can only you can only sing her songs uh, if you're pounding your chest while doing it because that's like her signature move. I wonder if it was like a TV special. I don't well, know. Yeah, it was encouraging people to change the channel. <laughs> <laughs> that spent, would be funny. That would be spent hilarious. $30 on this pay-per-view, but go watch this. But Celine Dion, the concert's on VH1. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then we got Vince versus Jericho. Uh, Vince versus Vince and Jericho in the back. This is basically a long string of segments that the start of the string of segments where all Vince is just like encouraging his team to do good. There's not, we don't, and we also get on the Alliance's side too, in some cases. Yeah. It went from Vince and Jericho to the Alliance side and Stephanie's whole dialogue is how much she hates Jericho. Hate the whole, him. I hate him. I hate whole, him. I thought that was a loop from the show. What the <laughs> hell? I thought you had looped it. Um, the whole thing between her and Jericho, now that I'm looking back on it, comes across as two teenagers that have crushes on each other but don't Absolutely. really know how to address their feelings. Yes. Um, um, by the way, before we went... And it's like it's like when you're in high school and you know girls start blossoming and there are physical changes and stuff, and then Stephanie gets her surgery and then all Jericho does is tease her about it. That's ba- pretty much what it was. No, you're, like, you're, you're absolutely right now that I think of it that. Back being in high school. But before they went to Shane, Stephanie, and Kidman and Heyman, you you didn't mention, I think it was Jericho that called Paul Heyman a big white Shrek. He called him Shrek? I didn't catch a, that. A big white Shrek. Jesus. <laughs> I see it. How can you not? And then, of course, Heyman on his segment goes, "It's I didn't, I didn't think I'd ever hear anyone say these words. It's all up to Kidman. <laughs> yep. And I and I definitely will be singing for this one because it's time for Uncle Cracker. Oh God! I got everything I ever wanted, and I'll never get that back. Love that song. <laughs> we have X Pac versus Kidman, and here's the other thing of again my my observation that nothing means anything. This is the light heavyweight champion versus the cruiserweight champion. Mm-hmm. Neither belt on the line. Yeah, the only belt on the line in this in this whole night was the hardcore title. This mm. is this is the first match where someone from the alliance is cheered. Yeah, because right, everyone hates X Pac. Exactly. Right. And but they love his song. I never. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, I never paid much attention to Kidman because by the time the flock was a thing, I was already back, you know, in WWF. Um, that seems very early. Like I feel like the flock was. Fox was like 97. Yeah, like yeah that's early. I was still into 
WCW big time at that point. By the time Austin started catching on in 96, I started paying more attention to them. All right, um, fair. But I would just just in that little segment with with the lot in the locker room with Kidman and all them, Kidman showed more personality in that like 30 seconds of dialogue than Palumbo and O'Hare did in their entire match. <laughs> um, so right there, even without any context of if there was a buildup between X-Pac and Kidman prior to this on Raw, SmackDown, what have you, I was already on Kidman's side. Fuck X-Pac. <laughs> Nothing against him personally, because I think I was on a show with him once. I think, maybe. I don't know. I was on a show with Hurricane, but maybe X-Pac was there too. I don't know. <laughs> okay, yeah, I like but, that logic. I was on a show with one guy, so maybe I, the other guy was on. I don't know why that I'm I'm tired. Maybe you saw, what do you mean you're tired? We I'm, only just begun. I know. I'm already bored. Um, <laughs> wow. Okay. But at this point, X-Pac is just... I already had the X-Pac heat where I just wanted him to go away. That should be the slogan of... The invasions, the WWF WCW invasion. I'm bored. <laughs> well, I mean, next year is the 20th anniversary. Maybe we could make a a, a commemorative plaque. Ooh, do an NXT invasion again. And then, like, and you know who would be on the plaque? Land Storm. <laughs> no, Land Storm. Uh, what did you think, Bill? Uh, you know what? This match wasn't bad. Um. <laughs> This was a good match. Um, Kidman is over. I mean, that that carried from like WCW to here, which is surprising. I didn't think it would. Um, thought it was a good match, actually. Yeah, as much as people rag on X Pac, he is a good wrestler. I think he was training people at some point. Whatever. Um, I, I have it's. Probably the most WWF match that the WCW Cruiserweight belt has ever seen. Because mm-hmm. usually WCW Cruiserweights are flying all over the goddamn place. Um, but it was just a good match. Nothing spectacular. Oh. It didn't need to be. This could have been the opening match, too. Like, yeah. it's it's one of those just a really solid regular match. Nothing flashy. Yeah. But also at the same time. If you start the match, if you start the show with this match, you already got fans cheering on WCW because everyone hates X Pac that much. Right. All right. So after this, we have DVP with Shane and Stephanie. Again, one of many small little segments about them riling the troops up for each side. But then we get a Tori and Stacy segment. But for us, why don't you take this one? What do you say for this one? Um, I th- the, the, literally the only thing I wrote about it is uh, the Stacy and Tori segment. This sure is 2001, folks. Um, <laughs> it's basically uh, it's setting up the Braun Panties tag match, right. where in Tori and Stacy are you know vowing to win the match by stripping their opponents, and they basically are saying how they feel bad that the fans won't be able to see their. Uh, I'm paraphrasing here, luscious breasts and sure. uh, legs that go for miles. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, so. Hey, at least WWF got something right on this one. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I think there was some indication like they want to hook up with the Hardys during this? 
Um, yeah, that was part of the build-up yeah. uh, promo video. They were hitting on the Hardy Boys with, to make Lita jealous, and Trish... For some reason. ...was there. <laughs> right. <laughs> was there. All right, so next we have Raven versus William Regal. And I wrote down here, you know, when the invasion happens, I feel like, and maybe I'm in the minority with this, you guys can let me know, I thought Raven should have been a bigger deal during this whole invasion storyline. He could have been, very easily. Um, his He could have promoted the hell out of it. Um, but they, for some reason, they never saw anything in him. Mm-mm. Right. Because... I mean, back in the 90s, he was just Johnny Polo, and he hadn't shown what he could do. But after all the promos he did as Raven, you'd think they'd give him something. But And, I mean, he has one of the more the, – the bigger history in ECW to kind of carry over. Like, he's basically one of their main event guys yeah. in yeah. meeting in ECW. Yeah. And it's just nothing. And, and as I was saying before, you know – you most of these Alliance guys kind of just generic uh, OVW cutout kind of decor to them. Raven had a gimmick Mm -hmm. and he could play the hell out of that gimmick, but he was, I don't know that he ever got a promo. I mean, I'm not going to go. You're probably right. He he never would have gotten one of those long promos that he got in ECW. Mm Mm-hmm. Bill, what about you? What do you think? Raven should have done more with him or what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He was so good on the mic. I mean, you you got a guy that talented. And he is just there. That's all it is. He's just there. And then, and I know what I'm going to say is going a little forward. When he leaves, he has a resurgence in TNA. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> So they definitely missed the boat on Raven. Yeah. Because even he didn't really do that much in WCW. Yeah, he was the U.S. champion, sure. But if I'm not mistaken, that was a transitional win. Well, he had that feud with didn't, Cage didn't... for a while. Yeah, but wasn't it like that Raven beat Cage for the U.S. title, but then Goldberg beat him like not even two weeks later for the, it? The next night. The next night, sure. That's what I mean. He was a transitional champion. Yeah. It's um, too bad. Um, I have that. I have though that this match was boring. Yeah, Taz comes out and Raven wins. Even before the match started, I said I don't see the styles clashing well. Right. Um, Regal, for how WBF matches are done, his styles tend not to mesh well unless it's someone that's also been brought up in that style, mm-hmm. like. Uh, put him in a match with Daniel Bryan. It's going to be good. Put him in a match with Roman Reigns. It's not going to be that good. Because right. it's just the way Regal wrestles is really like grounded and everything. And it, he doesn't do the, he doesn't do WF well and WF guys don't do Regal well. Mm-hmm. Um, and at some point, uh, I, I don't know what triggered this, but I guess even the announcers were bored with it because they were spending a lot of time talking about ECW and the resurgence, maybe relating it to Raven. But uh, it made me point out, I always hated how Stephanie was put above Heyman in the ECW revival. If you want to say that 
Heyman used Stephanie's money to revive ECW. And I guess that's kind of what they went with. But she was the mouthpiece for the most part. Heyman should have 100% been the main mouthpiece for ECW. Right. And Stephanie could have just been the the money. Fine. Um, And I say that as someone that does not mind seeing more Stephanie on my TV. Mm. So, um, yeah. And I was right about the chemistry. Right. No, you were. You were. All right. So then we have... Again, the uh, another segment of Let's Rally the Troops with Vince, The Undertaker, and Kane, and Sarah. Huh. And then we have the amazing six-man teams. Match of the rep- night. Representing Team, w- representing Team WCW, or I, actually, I guess I would say Team Alliance, whatever. Sean Stasiak, Canyon, and Hugh Morris. But then we have... The team WWF All Stars of the Big Show, Hall Billy Famer. Gunn, Hall and Famer. Albert Hall of Famers. <laughs> okay. Russ, I want to know what you thought of this match. I really These don't have teams. it. I literally don't have any notes for this because this was toward the end of my first half of viewing, so I was sort of tuning out. It was, you know, it's a regular six man match. Um, but what about the teams? What do you think about Billy Show? Al- uh, Billy Show, Billy Gunn, mm-hmm. Albert, and the Big Show. Were Billy Gunn and Big Show a tag team at some point? Absolutely not. No. Okay. I don't know why I had that thought. Um, Sean Stasiak inexplicably coming out to Mr. Perfect song. Um, I know in WCW didn't he have this perfection? Correct. Gimmick? He was. Yeah, he was the one that was for the new blood, the perfect. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Inexplicably, like Palumbo was the Lex Luger, but for some reason they didn't do that. Um, yeah, and and to WF fans that didn't watch WCW, they would hear that and wonder what the hell is going on. <laughs> so, um, as far as the teams go, um, I never saw anything special about Albert, and I say that knowing he was really big in Japan. Sure. And he's the head trainer in NXT now. But he was always just a big lumbering guy that maybe had one or two cool moves. If I'm not mistaken, if, if I'm remembering correctly, doesn't he come into this match as Intercontinental Champion? Mm-hmm. Yes, he does. That was surprising. Bill, what did you think about this WWF All-Star team? Oh, man. I mean, this is legendary. I mean, <laughs> you got three of the greatest of all time. Yeah, but what about the WWF side? Pure <laughs> first ballot Hall of Famers. You know, one's got a TV show on Netflix now. I mean, that's that's, true. that's how big this team is. Uh, <laughs> I feel like Russ would be uh, the big show show fan. Haven't watched it. I'm surprised. I feel that that would be up your alley. It's not that bad. Not that bad. Uh, so I, I have. Even... And you know what? Going through like Netflix suggestions and stuff, I haven't even. It's like it's a Netflix original. I haven't seen like the poster pop up. To be so, fair, it's been out for a while, so it's probably not going to be at the forefront of your of their advertising. Yeah. Like when did it come out? In April. March or April? April. Yeah, like right before, right after WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Well, right, because being on a Netflix show grants you a world title shot at WrestleMania. Pretty much. <laughs> So when is, uh, Fluffy, when is Fluffy getting his shot? 
<laughs> uh, don't don't joke. Maybe uh, maybe later this year. <laughs> team. Oh God, I wrote down uh, Team WCW wins, and I'm mad that I wrote that down. Boring. <laughs> you know, Canyon is the only one on that team I would have kept for this match. Mm. I would have switched the other two. Who better than Canyon? Exactly. What do you think of Canyon Ross in general? Um, I know, I know. People speak highly of him. He I was like around. And, he was around in WCW when I wasn't paying much attention to them. Um, I did see all of his DDP impression stuff. Po- yeah, positively Canyon. That was funny. That was good. <laughs> and I know he invented a whole shit ton of moves. I think. Uh, him and Nova probably invented half the moves that people will use now. Mm. Um, but they didn't do anything with them in WWF. Oh, yeah. See, Did here, they... here you could have had the innovator of offense team up with the innovator of violence. Wow, there you, there go. you go. That's there. You could have taken out Hugh Morris and put in Tommy Dreamer. Mm. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, I wonder how many people you could have exchanged to put Tommy Dreamer in this whole event. Nick Patrick. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> Can we make it a hardcore match too? Earl Hebner deserves it for Montreal. Let's do it. <laughs> um, okay, Booker T and Shane are backstage. Same stuff of hyping up the main event. This was interesting to me. Regal and Tajiri. Because... Tajiri is definitely more known as an ECW guy mm-hmm. at this point. And they did kind of explain why he's not in the Alliance because he's loyal to Regal, which leads into our next match, which is Taz versus Tajiri, which I thought would be better, but wasn't that I was pretty bored with it. Yeah. I, I actually had that kind of the same note. I thought maybe we'd get a bit of an ECW match, but we didn't. Right. And it might have something to do. I, I didn't realize how out of shape Taz had gotten by this point. Mm-hmm. Um, he could barely move. I mean, he could still throw the suplexes, which you know was fine. But he. And now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know many of the ECW matches I, I I'd seen, but I know he wasn't in this kind of shape. No, not at all. Yeah. And, no, what do you think? Oh, sorry, no, okay, I only had one more point. Um, going to the finish of the match, I still don't know how people do the mist. Because, like, in some cases, you might see someone get knocked under a ring apron, which they might have the little vial there. But in other cases where they're not, and it's like they're on camera the whole time, I don't know how they do it. I know people that have done the mist. I still don't know how they do it. <laughs> That's one of those secrets we might never know. I guess. What, a, a, you mean a real secret of pro wrestling? Mm-hmm. They can release on a VHS. Mm-hmm. Like that video. Yep. I enjoyed that show. I don't. Re- I definitely watched it, but I don't remember anything from it. It taught you how people stomp when they punch to make a noise. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> don't forget the stunt granny. Stunt granny. What's that? What's the stunt granny? It's like uh, the heel wrestler would like take the the old lady's walker just to get heat, and oh. she'd she'd fall over, but. She'd always make sure to wink to the guy to let her know she's okay. <laughs> um, uh, you know what? I'm I'll, sure. I'll find it on YouTube and send I'm, it all in. I'm sure Jim Cornette was furious about all of this when it came out. Probably. Why the hell did that old motherfucker there do that uh, shit? 
And here's the thing. I can't believe he didn't like stadiums. Well, you know what? I can't believe he didn't I, like I stadiums. Could, I, can't believe I could believe that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. And Jim Cornette would probably hate it even more because, you know, all of the, 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 the masked figures and they had the guy that was the booker that explained how they come up with stuff. The booker that was in the shadow and had his voice distorted, that was Harley Race. <laughs> so I could see Jim Cornette hating that. That I have heard. I, don't, I almost feel like if if Jim Cornette doesn't like it, then it's a move in the right direction at this point. <sighs> anyway, uh, Jerry wins. Then we have the Hardys backstage. Oh my god, guys! It's not a let's hype up uh, some guy, some competitors for the main events. Uh, We've segment. run out of people to hype up at this point. I mean, they haven't, but then they're going to probably continue. In fact, I know that for sure. Vince um, should have. Vince should have called the Fink back and hyped him up to <laughs> announce the hell out of the match. No, you know, he should have hyped himself up. He's like, yep, I'm the best. <laughs> Pose in a mirror. My children suck. <laughs> I didn't think this backstage bit was necessary because it was just this, like, generic. It was like a SmackDown video game of just the two guys standing in the lo- in the locker room. And just Rob Van Dam wa- runs up smacks Matt Hardy in the back with the chair for no and reason just points at Jeff says you're next and leaves it's like a scene out of a video game I don't know I'm gonna disagree with you because it explains why then when there's a hardcore match that Matt Hardy is not coming out to help or you could have had Jeff say hey I got this you go yes, make, you go done make that out too. with Lita you could have done that too that's fair um, hey, Bill, why don't, you, why don't you tell me what's going on on WWF New York? Well, uh, this is where God. Paris Saturn. Yeah, it's Paris Saturn, right? No. What? Wait a minute. Who was. What do I have on my notes? Ross, can you, Ross, can you tell me who's at WWF New York? Bob Holly was doing oh, a. That's right. Autograph no, signing. that's it, Bill. You're done. Now Ross is going to be in charge of this one. Hardcore Holly was doing an autograph signing. And uh, a gentleman in a uh, WCW shirt walked up. Bob Holly stood up from his table, got in his face, ripped the shirt clean off his back, and then shoved the guy away <laughs> before returning to his seat, shaking fans' hands and signing autographs. So dumb. And Perry Saturn was probably using a mop somewhere. Was Saturn on the show? No. no. He was here, like in the company. Yeah, right. He had Moppy. See, oh, see, I would love that ex- explanation on why he's not an alliance guy. And don't tell me it's because of the mop. <laughs> <sighs> Hardcore title match: Rob Van Dam versus Jeff Hardy. Shit. Hold on, R- rewind here. Now that we're talking about Saturn, we want to talk about the star power of WCW. Put fucking Benoit in the alliance, no, even though he he's hated. out. He's injured. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. The fucking King of the Ring was his last match. Yeah. Uh, sorry. All right. The do Eddie or Dean or no, not Dean. Um, okay, never mind. All right. I, I derailed. I forgot about his injury. <laughs> oh, God. Just murder everyone. I mean, he was a dominant hardcore champion towards the end. Hey, he, sh- he should have been wrestling Jeff. You want title for title. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Right. Um, this was the I thought the best match on the show. Yes. 
Oh yeah, and I didn't. I didn't definitely to finish the show to know that. And def and at least it had stakes because it's the only title match. Uh, Rob Van Dam wins. What'd you guys think? Obviously, you kind of already said it, but you want to go more in detail? How Jeff wasn't more hurt in his career before recently? A couple surgeries he's had, you know, the last couple months, but. How I'd never heard of any major injuries back then. Like that whole, the teetering of the ladder where he was standing on it. And he just, you know, yeah, he got his feet under him. But still, he's landing on carpeted concrete from 20 feet up. How he has not, like, lost an arm in the middle of a match, I have no idea. Right. I guess now is a good time for me to actually praise the setup crew for WWF because this stage is one of my favorite stages they've ever done with <clears throat> the two entrances and the ramp in the middle. I have always loved that. And they use that, you know, to such a good degree that they didn't overuse it for this match. This is to me because I mean, RVD's already a star, but as far as WWF goes, this is his breakout performance right <clears> here. <throat> because after that, the company will put him in so many big matches for years to come. Until, until he lands on Triple H's throat. No. I was thinking about this. Even with everything they... they did with RVD in 06 with the ECW revival and all that. I really don't, I feel like they could have done more with him and like pushed him more. I mean, yeah, they had him beat John Cena and he led the new ECW, but like you're saying before that. Yeah. I agree with you. Like how many marquee WrestleMania matches did he have? He won a Money in the Bank, and that gave us the one-night stand match. Really but he didn't. He never had like that big feud. He was just given. He was just putting good matches. Right. Like what, what was it? A ladder match with Eddie Guerrero that was really good. What at a wrestle? Um, oh, no, 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 no one trusted him to cut promos. Right. He, he was just the cool stoner dude, which is probably what's going to happen to Matt Riddle, but we can get there. Um, yeah, they, they could have done more with him, even with as much as they did with him, all the Intercontinental titles and the ECW title and all that. Mm-hmm. All right, so the next match we have is the Bra and Panties tag team match. Russ, what do you got for this one? It's Stacey and Tori versus Trish and Lita. Uh, I literally just put, so that happened. Um, <laughs> when did Trish start wrestling? I know you, I know, I know you're nowhere near a fan of hers. That's, no, I think she's very overrated. Um, I think, it, I mean, she's not, here's the thing. She's not bad, but she's like average, but people act like she's the greatest thing since sliced bread. She was, I mean, a- she's beautiful, but she I mean, was, she was average, but with some of the other women that were there at the time, she st- she stands out. Um, but if you were to show someone this match, 
aside from the brawn panties stupidity, um, Lita was probably the most coherent wrestler in there. Oh, I, Trish, I definitely think Lita Trish, was better, the better performer than yeah. Trish, without a doubt, for sure. And I felt like they, I was... Ironically, maybe not today, because, I mean, we've talked about, Bill, the... Uh, the Royal Rumbles that they were the, the Royal Rumble that they were in, and I thought Lita looked absolutely terrible. Yeah. Whereas I don't think I complained about Trish at all during that one. I didn't. Yeah, because Trish like kept up with the fitness stuff, and Lita probably didn't, and she could like after like one two minute period of you know the next person coming out, she was gassed just from that, mm-hmm. and then she almost broke her neck doing her own damn moonsault. Right. But, well, yeah, we definitely pointed that out. I remember that. Um, yeah, it wasn't. I mean, it was cool. Like, there was one cool move where I think Tori was trying to pull something off Trish, but Trish turned it into like a victory roll where she got something off Tori. It was an actual wrestling move in the middle of a brawn panties match. You don't see those often. Right. I mean, like I said, Tid, this is what it was at that point. And to be honest with you, I'm sure there was a good amount of. Buyers just for that match. Maybe. Maybe. I, I, I mean, because this, because we had not seen, I mean, these are two, you know, Stacy and Tori, beautiful women. And these are two new ones that we haven't really seen. I, I would say they probably didn't even wrestle at all before this match um, on like regular TV. Mm-hmm. So in that aspect, it was a spectacle regarding that. Mick Foley is the referee. Why? Who knows? Um, they were saying something extra pay. Yeah. They were saying something in the commentary. Like he put it in his deal. Like he'll referee the referees match. If he can also referee this match. Okay. (laughs) This is a serious question. This is not a joke at all, but did Tori Wilson have music? She did. It was just some generic shit. I couldn't hear anything though. Like I was listening. I was like, I can't tell if she has a song. There was something there. Okay. Um, but I, I actually had this for the main events, but this goes for the whole show. And now that I'm thinking about it, especially for this one, this show, I know Lawler was gone by, by now. This show could have used Heyman on, on commentary the whole time. <laughs> I know he didn't really serve a purpose in the backstage stuff. Um, but you had JR and Michael Cole. As your commentary, you're right. You could have used one, put one as a team alliance and answer. Yeah, and it would have obviously it would have had to have been Heyman and Jesus. And I'm just thinking now, like how crazy Heyman would have been during that match, and how much what another another decision that was thwarted, or another good decision that was thwarted for whatever reason. Like it's like the story of the invasion angle. How many good ideas can get like dropped on? get the ball dropped on it um like i said it was fine for what it was um you know this is women's wrestling here it was the mostly brawn panties matches or something to that effect or a very short women's match um and like i said i think a lot of people put a body bought this for this match um yes you have tori had music but that's pretty much it bill what do you think yeah i mean it's just the calm before the big storm that's going to happen. It was placed at the right spot, so. Yeah. And uh, Trish and Lita win, and it would be a good time right now, Bill, is this imaginary scoreboard. What is it? 
It is five to five. Okay. So whoever wins this next match wins the show. Nothing. Exactly. Doesn't win a damn thing. By the way, are you counting Chavo? I am. Oh, or at okay. least they counted him in the show. So. Because I remember, wasn't there a recent Survivor Series where they're like, the whole all SmackDown one, but they didn't decide to count the free show for some reason. Oh man, yeah, so yeah, uh, something like that. And it was New Day that had won on the pre-show, Ugh, and maybe they I wouldn't have counted that either. They were carrying it like, hey, no, it wasn't a sweep. We won, and they, I think they had like T-shirts made and shit. It got dropped within a week. Yeah. All right, we have Team Alliance backstage. And, you know, like I said, hype up, hype up, hype up. Um, all right. So we're here with the inaugural brawl, which is... What does that even mean? What, can someone give me the definition of inaugural. Well, inaugural is, the, is first. It's the first of something. Okay. I guess that means... It just seems like a stupid name to me. I don't know. It fits, obviously. But. Inaugural, marking the beginning of an institution, activity, or period of office. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay. Uh, I I told Ross this on the phone. I was going off about this, and I obviously still feel the same way. My biggest problem here is, at the end, Austin does do the turn and joins Team Alliance. Now, not only is that, to me, the end of the Invasion storyline... Probably even back then when I was watching, I was like, I think I'm done with this. Um, but I always hate when there's a turn happening in a tag team match and the person that turns wrestles the entire match. Because um, why? Like, Ross, like, you remember me? No, I understand, I understand what you're saying. Can like, you help me out? Like, I'm trying to dis- describe I just watched it yesterday, but... Uh... Yeah, they, they they tagged Austin in. I think he ran some spots with Booker, but he definitely did like the Fez press, punching Booker T square in the face. And he'd give a couple shots on the apron and, you know, he'd interfere. And, and you know, I think Kurt Angle was, was getting worked over a bunch of times. Austin just walked around the ring and started beating the fuck out of some people just, you know, because he was bored. Like, and then... Oh, I'm going to help and these he, guys win. And he, and he saves his own team a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I'd, I'd like to say, and I say it this way, I'd like to say his explanation was maybe like jealousy that Kurt Angle was going to win it for Vince or something. And maybe that's what happened. But just in context of watching the pay-per-view, terrible. Yeah. Um, one of my first notes just going on the entrances, this is the Alliance. I don't think they came up with the name yet, but this is WCW and ECW. You have Rhino, the last ECW world and television champion. Mm-hmm. Would have been, would have been nice if he brought out the belts just for this. Didn't mm, have to be a regular thing. Point. I didn't think of that. Yeah, would have been a nice little, you know, Hey, I'm representing ECW. Here's why I'm here. Why I was chosen as yeah. well. Yeah. Exactly. Would have been nice. Uh, oh, you got Booker should have been the last guy out for WCW. Mm-hmm. I wrote that, and then DDP comes out and 
The Undertaker attacks him. So, okay, they wanted the brawl. But still, Booker T's the champion. Champion should always come out last. Um, but I did love Stephanie dancing to Booker T. Oh, my thing. God. That was so... I'm sorry. It's it's. I've had a crush since 1999. So, right. um, so like I said, that's my biggest problem. Bill, what about you? How do you feel about Austin basically wrestling an entire match and then like, yeah, I'm turning? <laughs> you know, the match itself until the end is a good. It was match. so it was so long though too. That's my other thing. It, it, it felt like it's forever. Match. It felt like forever. I, well, I guess when you have a 10-man tag, it's going to be long. Um, I guess Austin was just trying to prove, like, hey, I can do this, Vince. You know, yeah, you got these other guys, but I'm your main guy. I can do this. And I wonder if, like, he, he was thinking, like, oh, Vince doesn't give a shit about me. I'm going to go to the other side. So, I, I don't know. I think once the turn happened at the end of the match, that's where this angle really goes downhill. Yeah. Because you don't need him to be there. You really don't. Right. I, under- I mean, I understand why you need, like, Austin, who, act- who did wrestle for WCW and ECW, but... You could develop Booker T. You could develop Diamond Dallas Page. You can. Why or not? You, you or you can like kind of regroup and sort of. Well, let's not forget. This was what? What? When was this thing again? This was July. 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 Okay, so they have SummerSlam, and then it's done. Oh no, it's the SummerSlam, and then the September pay per view. So they have three months, and then Survivor Series. I mean, they could also just be like when they win in celebration mode and you're like you're not really sure when we're gonna you're gonna see us again mm-hmm. but when you better be ready and then carries the survivor series and then next thing you know you have freaking rick flair mm-hmm. and then was it by january you have the nwo like yeah yeah that or february one of the two so there's four guys imagine that as an actual like, you know, Hogan Hall and Nash and versus three WWF guys, probably Austin Rock and whoever was around at that time. But instead, what do we get? We get fucking Kurt Angle as the WCW champion. I think I'm more I'm getting frustrated about it as we're talking about this. You know, you brought up how like you know, if, if they did the thing and they go to Survivor Series, I always felt that they did that last match wrong. And what I mean by that, and I, and I want to see if either one of you remember this, there was like a street fight on that Raw. It was Vince versus Shane. Okay. And it, it's the match where Kirk turns. Mm-hmm. That match should have had like, the winner picks the match for the final battle. Hmm, okay. Shane wins. He calls for the war games. Hmm. That would have been the best way to have ended it. Sure, because then it's like, oh, here's our WCW tradition. Mm Mm-hmm. 
That's and a weird pick. In WCW territory. It's like it's in WCW territory. Where was the Survivor Series? Uh, I think it was Greensboro. Let me let me check. Oh, okay. That's Flair Country. And I mean, I feel like you could have easily have said, "Hey, instead of coming to Raw, come to the night previously to Survivor Series." Yeah. Yeah, it was in Greensboro. Okay. Ross, what do you think about all of this? Um. Well, when I was done watching the whole thing. I was retroactively angry for 2001 because it knowing where it goes and knowing how it ends up and how it could have how it could have started with this pay-per-view it just felt like so much was squandered and so much potential was just pissed away and it it literally like some people look at WrestleMania 17 as the end of the Attitude Era. Um, if WrestleMania 17 was the end of the Attitude Era, this was burying it in a fucking pit. Yeah. And I, I don't mean the Attitude Era as far as, like, the, the sex and the language. I mean, like, the success of mm-hmm. professional wrestling. The highest grossing period outside of, like, 85 to 90. Um, it just all that creativity was gone and it's as someone that's watched it every week for the last 19 years since then it hasn't come back yeah there's there's glimpses sure and, uh, you know, like 2002 I thought was actually pretty good but it's just it's not there and it's still not there. I mean, NXT has its moments, and then you know AEW's coming in; they're doing their their thing. But as far as WF concerned, WWE, whatever, it's still not there. Mm-hmm. And I don't know when or if it it can come back. And as someone that watched the whole time and seeing it, seeing it back, seeing this whole thing unfold. It made me angry all over again. Yeah, yeah. Just seeing, like, like you said again, like the the potential that could have happened. And the, the funny thing is, is and we kind of mentioned it earlier. People wanted it, meaning we talked we talked about that buy rate was like the biggest buy rate of a non Big Four pay per view. Here's so people okay. were like, yeah. Sorry, Bill. Uh, Bill, go back to the buy rates of the Survivor Series 2001. Okay. Oh, let's see how how they felt about that one. Okay. okay. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's, that's okay. Um, um, quick. I mean, maybe they still want it. Who the hell knows? I don't know. But yeah, you're right. I was just like really angry about this. And uh, this or the Survivor Series was a 1.13. And what was this one again? A 1.43. So people were more interested in this than Survivor Series. Yeah. Okay. It's interesting. And like I said, it's not like they had to wait that long. Like I said, they eventually they got Flair and the NWO within a span of, what, three months? Mm-hmm. I don't know. And it's not only that they know the, that people were interested in this, it, not only that, but 
Also, it's almost like they realized at one point that they made a mistake with Austin and WrestleMania 17 because then he was good again, and then they just did it again. Yeah. Hill, he, what are your guys, Ross? I was going to say, at least, uh, at least for most of 2001, Austin had that Disturbed theme, which is still my favorite wrestling theme ever. Mm. And I still listen to it to this day. She goes the, to one forcible entry. Yes. Which isn't on any streaming. Piss me off. No, it's not. You're right. I've looked. <laughs> I want the Trish Jericho 7 Dust song. Thank goodness I have my CD still. <laughs> I, I had to dig very far into the internet to find it, and that's all I'll say. Alright, let's... Uh, Final thoughts here, uh, Bill. Let's start with you, and then we'll go with me and Ross, and then we'll give some final plugs of what Ross is playing in video game gaming, and then we'll head out. I actually have an answer. So, well, what? Did, well, I know, I knew that for sure. Um, you're playing I, Clue. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I said, to, I said, I said, you're playing Clue. That's what um, I said. I thought, as a whole, the show was a good show. Um. Like I said earlier, you had Rob Van Dam in the breakout match of WWF for him. Um, you had Kidman and X-Pac, which was a good match. And then, like, there were, it was a mix of good and bad, but I felt until the end, the good outweighed the bad. So, but in a way... The end of the pay-per-view was just a precursor to how bad this angle would become. So mm -hmm. it's basically, it's a good show, but it's also a cautionary tale of this is what could happen if you ask over and over again for two promotions to do this kind of a show. Because you end up with one promotion, in this case being WWF, booking it in their way. <clears throat> All right. For me, um, like I, I, this is just a show that represents so much disappointment at the time, lost potential, all of that. Yeah. It's hard for me to really get behind. And I, and I feel like this, sadly, I feel like this might be the height of the whole invasion storyline. Because there was hope with this one, and mm -hmm. it was squandered. And I don't know what the hell this... I've noticed this going around. People, like, actually saying, oh, the invasion was actually okay. I'm like, I don't think... If anyone who's saying that, definitely did not watch WCW or ECW. Or, like, it's got to be a newer type of thing. Because I don't know how anyone that watched those two would even say that about anything for the invasion. Yeah. Um... All right, Ross, what did you think? I hadn't watched this in a long time. I used to watch, you know, I used to tape all the pay-per-views and watch them back several times in the weeks and months after whenever I was bored and needed the comfort food of wrestling. I haven't watched this since way back when. Watching it back, seeing how hot the crowd was, seeing how excited 
everyone was for this, you know, WCW invasion and all that stuff. And knowing how no crowds are like that anymore, mm. anywhere, um, for WB at least, no crowds are like that anymore. And anytime a crowd is behind something, Vince does his Vince thing unless he's forced to get behind it like Daniel Bryan mm-hmm. and he'll just get a hold of it, do what he thinks should be done with it. And we get something like what happened to Rusev or what is I, fuck. I can't think of another example. That's the first one that came to my head, but uh, Zach Ryder, Zach Ryder. Sure. Um, and this was kind of the first time that it fell apart like that, where he got a hold of it and it didn't live up to the potential that everyone had built in their heads. (laughs) And as someone that's watched almost exclusively WWF, it really pissed me off watching it back. Like that ending I love Austin. I got to hear the song. Fantastic. But I was pissed. And I don't have emotional reactions to wrestling much anymore. Maybe because of how dejected I am with WWE. Um, Just knowing how he... Or maybe it's not just him. He's got a whole team of bookers. I'm just angry. It's like they pissed it all away. Yeah. The whole WCW thing could have been so much more. And it, and it could, could be still a be a thing. Yeah. Well, I don't know. See, I don't know if I can say in 2020 it could still be. No, I, I know. The name would have eventually died. But also, this could have. I, I forgot to bring this up, guys, but think about this. I mean, this invasion started. What did you say? Like, the first attack was in May? Yeah, and of then May. It, go, it goes from May to November. This The invasion could have easily been something they banked on for at least a year, probably even a year and a half, maybe even longer. It could have at least made a event at a fucking WrestleMania. Yes. Imagine like a, um, you know, like a, a Goldberg versus Austin match at WrestleMania. Well, maybe that's because Goldberg sucks, but let's switch that. Hogan, Austin, Goldberg, Rock as like the two matches at WrestleMania. Could have been that because, again, Hogan was there. Not too long after all of this. Mm-hmm. Goldberg, a little bit longer, but not like 10 years worth. All right, let's give some final plugs. And for Russ's final plugs, he's going to tell people what he's been playing on video games. Go ahead, Russ. Um, so on, uh, on you're, the, you're, Well, you're playing Clue. Yes, on the Switch, uh, Clue uh, is, is fun. Uh, Uno also. Um but uh, do, no, you want, do, you want, do you want to share how your wife cheats a clue? <laughs> she, it's not, it's not cheating, and she's. I think You're she's. You're the ma- one that first told me. I something. know. I call, of course I accuse her of cheating because she's good. Um, she pays attention to everything that people will ask, and she'll know that if I'm asking or suggesting, you know, these people, it's things I don't have. So she knows. Oh, I don't have Mr. Plum or whatever the fuck. So she pays attention to everything. I don't. I just follow the stuff I ask for. It's like, oh, shit. Okay. Uh, 
and she's like following everybody's suggestions. So that's how she cheats. Maybe that's how most people play. And I just never picked up on it. But do you not even take any notes? Well, the, the, in the game, the app takes the notes for you. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so there's Clue, there's Uno, and the last couple of days I've picked up Spider-Man and The Last of Us. The Last of Us specifically because you know, might as well try and finish it one more time before the second one. Right. I'm trying to do that as well. Um, okay, for me, it's thatspodcasting.com. That's podcasting on Instagram and Twitter. That's pretty much it. Bill, why don't you send us out of here? All right. Um, you guys can follow me on Twitter at House of Bill. Follow me on Instagram at MrBilliam85. And check out my podcast, that wrestling show that comes out each and every Friday. Thank you guys for tuning in to this review of Invasion. And we will talk to you all again real soon.